I saw a thing <laughs> that was on Twitter. It was like every time um, a guy posts about his podcast and says, this is a really good one. It just means that he had a really nice conversation with his friend. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's so true. <laughs> I had fun doing it. So it's really good. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Elon Musk's favorite football podcast. Oh boy, yeah, you're Elon, kidding me with that. The guy, I'm joined once again <laughs> by my illustrious producer, Joe Teason. How's it going, my dude? Uh, really well. I'm glad you brought up Elon Musk, actually. I was listening to him on Joe Rogan uh, the other day while I was going to sleep. Wow, I'm just going to talk and... about other podcasts. That's fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Carry on. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, no, and he was... I was like half asleep the entire time. So, And they were talking about... Um, I missed so much of it, but something about putting chips in your brain to enhance mm. certain functions of like motor functions and other things. Ooh, do not. It, it's trippy. Do not tell my dad that. <laughs> Don't tell my dad. <laughs> but uh, no, I would do it. What? Put a chip in your brain? Yeah. Why? In my, yeah, I would. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Explain. Well. What are these chips going to do? They're literally, okay, I was, again, I was vi- half asleep, mm. but they are, like, people who have certain disabilities, it can literally reverse them or, like, make them better by attaching certain things and sending electrical like frequencies or whatever just it's it's really cool Mm. it's really cool and i'm into it i'm into the idea of it uh it's just scary because i don't want i just robots in my brain yeah but it's something that's absolutely reversible he said you can take it out whenever you want or get the doctor to take it out whenever you want that's what they always say i'm not falling for that one again (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna not after the not after the last yeah uh i think i'm just gonna let you talk the rest of the body that was super entertaining you can just talk about robots and and chips in your i like brain. i'm very entertained by elon musk yeah i follow him on he twitter a, he's he's interesting he's kind of wild sometimes he is kind of wild sort of I like love the, that about him. the kanye west of the nerd world yes dude like he, spacex yeah. um tesla the boring company like the, the what's the boring company well he, that's what that's another one of his companies one that made the flamethrower Okay, I I don't know that I think much they about make Elon Musk and things. Super cool. He's, reason... he's a great guy, and he's extra, extremely rich. So rich. Well, yeah, he just passed. I, the reason that I brought him up on the podcast is because I recently saw that he passed Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Bill Gates is the second oh. richest person in the entire world. He's the second second richest. That's sick. Yeah, that's Good crazy. For him. And Mr. Bezos is still number one. Yeah, Bezos, and his. Uh, and his and his former wife probably is now the second. <laughs> him and his him and his ex wife are first and second. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That's sad. Being that rich, you know, unbelievable. But you're you know you feel like Elon Musk deserves it. You seem like a really big Elon Musk guy. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't look into people a whole lot. I don't think I need to. I don't think <laughs> that's I need good. To, I don't think I need to look that's into fun. people's yeah. history. To know that I felt like them or not, like, mm-hmm. oh, he said something bad yeah. once. And I feel like 
I don't know, and people will very much disagree with this, but I feel like life was simpler at that time. Yeah. Uh, you know, when that was that was the case, when it's like, hey, I like this guy because he's cool. I'm yeah. not going to look into exactly the offensive right. things he said in 2011. Yeah, I was watching a, you know? I was watching The Needle Drop with uh, Anthony Fantano. Sorry, I'm itching myself a lot. That's okay. And I think I'm picking it up on the mic. But <laughs> that's, that's fine. So I duly apologize. A little ASMR. <laughs> asthma going on yeah for sure no but and he was saying how like he just likes the artist doesn't matter what they've done he's, oh absolutely. i like i like their music they make good music and absolutely. it sounds good i'm not gonna i don't have to like them i like what they mm-hmm. make you know this I is like the things they make in the age of twitter it's something that i've realized uh uh with a lot of people on twitter a lot of people that i follow if if an artist or say uh an athlete or um or, you know, anybody along those lines, a celebrity does anything. And this was big, you know, when Donald Trump was president. Uh, if, say, if uh, somebody supports Donald Trump, immediately you can now no longer support. It was big with Chris Chris, Chris, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, big time. He was just, like, everybody loved him. Yeah. He's, he's hilarious uh, guy. Oh, I love Chris Guardians Pratt. of the Galaxy, Parson and Rec. But they thought that he maybe might be a Trump supporter. Maybe might be a Trump mm. supporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a Christian. So that means that he's a bigot. Uh, and immediately, <laughs> just, you can't like him anymore. You can't yeah. like what he does. Oh, I'm going to boycott. It's this boycott mentality. Everything. Yeah. If yeah. like, if an, an entire and honestly, I, I am also boycotting him. But that's, boycott- that's for a different reason. For a totally different reasons. Because my Keep wife going. is in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of it already. I'm sick, I'm sick of it, okay? Honey? <laughs> Stop it, please! <laughs> you know that song Jolene by uh, Dolly Parton, where she yeah. begs, she begs Jolene not to steal her man. That's oh, I'm US. begging of you, please don't take please, my man. Please, Chris, Chris Pratt, <laughs> don't don't steal my wife. Chris Pratt, if you're listening to this, please don't steal my please wife. Please don't. We're gonna talk about football eventually. Mm. For those of you that are listening to the podcast that are looking for football, don't worry. We're gonna talk about a crazy, crazy week twelve. I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, week 12 i it feels like we haven't done a podcast in forever for some reason sometimes it just feels like that mm. uh, so i'm really excited to get into football but i'm also really excited to talk to my boy joe yeah uh and before Speak, we get into uh, the podcast because i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off but i'm just no, gonna I, do a little plug here real quick yep uh and a plug for a, something that's not me so somebody else uh listen to the mic'd up podcast mm. yeah we're um, before i inevitably forget at some and, point and the mic'd up podcasts are forget. sister slash brother slash uh x or how do people say it nowadays uh, uh twice removed twice removed sure uh podcast uh great podcast three good guys mic'd up with billy nick and mike you can find them on apple podcast you can find them on podbean for sure podbean everybody listens on podbean everybody you already know that listens on podbean the worst podcast app to ever live uh even though that's my podcast hosting site uh if you listen to this podbean <laughs> I didn't mean it. But listen to the Mike Up podcast. They talk about all sports. They talk about golf, Joe. They talk what else do they talk about, Joe? Golf. They talk about They talk about golf. They talk about the PGA. They talk That's, about uh, I know that was a joke. The one where joke. they hit the white ball with a stick. Yeah. Um one where Tiger Woods is really good at. Uh, <laughs> does he still play, by the way? Tiger Woods still cheating on his wife. Am I right? <laughs> Sorry. Because you can't do both. <laughs> you can't do both. Absolutely not. You do not have time for golf and adultery <laughs> absolutely not, not. not a thing you can do um sorry that was i got a little i got lost there uh the nba the nfl mlb mm-hmm. is that all uh they one time said a mma hockey, they one time said NHL. a hockey thing 
uh, at one point. I think they F one, but uh, NASCAR. <laughs> Excuse me. That's enough. We got water polo. No, they okay. They don't talk about any of those sports, but they they have a. I I really enjoyed their last podcast where they talked about NFL hashtags. I thought it was quite entertaining. So make sure you check out their podcast uh, because they're putting out like they say about our podcast every week fire content fire content every single week uh our brothers down south the mic'd up podcast so make sure you listen to them wow is that make us the brothers up north yeah that make, is that does that make us big brother yeah big brother we the north wow. baby that's what i'm talking about proud uh anyways uh, where were we mm. talking about that crisp rat fellow crisp rat and you were you actually were finishing a thought and then i interrupted you with my uh with what I was saying, I don't think so. I think I interrupted. No, you, you were hundred percent. You were finishing something. No, you up. go ahead. No, I'm done now. Okay, well, I don't know where I was. See, my top podcast is what happens when we have to shout you out. We just lose. Son of a gun! Great podcast content. Anytime that Joe and I have a conversation outside of the podcast, we shut it down immediately because yeah. it's like, don't save this for the podcast. Save it for the cat. The we po- <laughs> the cat. <laughs> save the it cat. for the cat. Save it for the cat. That's what we call the podcast. <laughs> yeah. The cat. Uh, the kids but, say. Yeah, I don't know. That also brings us to our sponsor, Temptations, the cat treat. <laughs> the cat, you can hear us. <laughs> you can shaking a bag right what, now. Can you hear right? that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that joke is not gonna play well with <laughs> no. a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> anyways, should we get into your news? Uh, we don't actually have news this week. All right, let's get <laughs> this podcast is absolutely off the rails. I think it's progressively getting We're worse. We're going to talk about every single freaking game from week 12 in the NFL season. We're going to do it with a little charisma. We're going to do it with a little anger, potentially. With a little moxie. I'm feeling ranty today. A lot of things that I felt like I might need to rant about uh, going into this week 13 now of the NFL season. Uh, a crazy week. Insane week. Uh, probably the weirdest week we've had in a weird season of the NFL. Uh, here we are. We're going to talk about it. All the games, and Joe, unless you have something else you want to distract me with, we're going to just jump into the games. You got anything else you want to say? No. Anything to plug? Uh, go ahead. No. Okay. <laughs> I just always want it to be as awkward as possible right yeah. before we start the podcast. Let's get Randy. Let's get, let's get Randy. <laughs> very, very good. <clears throat> Hit the hit, hit hit the music, Joe. Hit, hit the tunes. <laughs> it was a chaotic week in week twelve of the NFL season. Uh, a chaotic week in a chaotic year, Joe. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, no, COVID nineteen never want never once this season has it had more of a grasp. On the NFL than it did this year. We had we saw games be pushed around. COVID we never saw... COVID nineteen never happened any other year. What did I say? You said we've never seen COVID nineteen have such a grasp than this year. Oh, I meant to say this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said this year. I'm like, yep, I I agree. Cut this out of the podcast. I'll cut it out. <laughs> Just <laughs> anyways, COVID nineteen never had uh, a more more of a grasp, mm-hmm. and now I can't even talk anymore because you distracted me. Sorry. More of a grasp than it did this week in the NFL. We saw games being postponed. We saw players not being able to play, and big-name big players, too. I mean, there was 
a number of big, big players that could not play this week uh, because of COVID-19. We've seen uh, guys like Lamar Jackson, who has still yet to play this season. This week, <laughs> this week in the NFL uh, season, uh, you got to stop with the word season. I feel like it's throwing me off. Lamar Jackson didn't play. Well, he hasn't yet. They Ravens have not played yet. Uh, we got DeForest Buckner didn't play. Miles Garrett didn't play. Just a bunch of big names not being able to play because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, we have all the games now wrapped up. 16 games the first week in a while. We had 16 games. No bye weeks. Uh, except for one game has not been played yet. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. You'll probably hear this on a Thursday unless we have another early upload. Who knows? Might treat you with one of those. But um, you're probably listening to this on a Thursday or later. So this game will have already been played. But the Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. <laughs> Jeez. Golly. Okay, we're going to take a break and we're going to regroup. Okay? <laughs> we're going to regroup. We need a little bit of a pep talk. Oh, gosh. I'm going to cry. Um, the, ba- <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers has yet to be played. Uh, and that is set to be played on Wednesday at, I think, 345 in the afternoon. Uh, and that's only if the Baltimore Ravens feel like playing that day, I think. If all of a sudden they don't feel like playing anymore, I think they'll just, you know, <laughs> postpone it one more day. That's the first thing. I feel I feel like I'm in a ranty mood today. Uh, and, and the first thing I want to rant about is the Baltimore Ravens and this COVID-19 thing. So basically, since we last had a podcast, COVID-19 has wreaked incredible havoc on the NFL. And one of the teams that it wreaked the most havoc on was the Baltimore Ravens. We saw Lamar Jack. First of all, we saw J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram uh, be diagnosed with COVID-19. And then later on in the week, we saw Lamar Jackson, the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, be diagnosed with COVID-19. And since then, we saw the game that was originally slated to be played on Thursday. It was supposed to be a Thanksgiving game. Uh, For those of you who don't know, American Thanksgiving was this week. Uh, It feels like it never happened because of all this COVID nonsense. But it was slated to be played on Thursday. And then they changed it to be played on Monday, I believe. Or was it Sunday? Sunday night, maybe. And then they tra- they changed it to Tuesday. And then still, the Baltimore Ravens were saying that they were going to boycott the game. They didn't want to show because the Ravens have something like 19 players that will not be able to play because of COVID protocols. Um, So the Baltimore Ravens said, we don't want to play. So the NFL said, okay, fine. You don't have to play then. We'll move it to Wednesday. And now they have a couple more players that will come out of COVID protocol and play. I believe J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram will be able to play. But this is the first thing I really, really want to hit hard on because we're not going to be able to talk about the Baltimore Ravens versus Pittsburgh Steelers game because it hasn't happened yet as of recording this game. I just want to say, what is happening, NFL? Honestly, what is happening? The, The Denver Broncos this week, and we'll talk more about this later on when we go through all the games. The Denver Broncos this week had their entire quarterback room not be able to play because of a COVID-19 scare. Jeff Driscoll of the Denver Broncos was diagnosed with COVID-19. Turns out a bunch of his quarterback teammates were not wearing a mask around him, so they all could not play on Sunday. But the Denver Broncos still had to play against the New Orleans Saints. The Denver Broncos had one case got it under control, they still had to play and be punished to play without a quarterback. And then you have the Baltimore Ravens who cannot, cannot control the COVID-19 outbreak 
in their own facility. They have coaches that genuinely do not care about the COVID-19 protocols that every other team has to face. Every other team has to endure the COVID-19 protocols. The Baltimore Ravens cannot handle that. And they continually, continually be spoon-fed every single step of the way. The Baltimore Ravens don't feel like playing on Tuesday. Okay, we'll move it to Wednesday. Uh, I, in, in my opinion, the Baltimore Ravens should have been forced to forfeit this game a long time ago already. This is ridiculous. To have 19 cases of COVID-19 and to have people within that organization that are not taking it seriously uh, when other teams like the Seattle Seahawks have had no COVID-19 diagnoses at all throughout this entire season, that's not fair. It's not fair, especially to a team like the Denver Broncos who had a COVID-19 situation, got it under control, unlike the Baltimore Ravens, and they were punished to have to play their game against the New Orleans Saints, one of the best teams in the NFL. They were punished to play that game without a quarterback. And then you, you, you go over to the Baltimore Ravens who can't get theirs under control, still don't really have it under control, and they're being catered to every step of the way. It drives me insane. It drives me nuts. There has to be something going on behind the scenes that I don't understand, that I'm not capable of comprehending. Maybe that's the case. Maybe I'm not smart enough to understand what's going on here. But to me, it just seems ridiculous that the Baltimore Ravens are being catered to along every step of the way. And the Denver Broncos did not get that luxury, even though they handled the COVID-19 situation much better than the Baltimore Ravens did. But... That's enough of the Baltimore Ravens and uh, in, in that game that we hopefully will see at some point. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this podcast, that game has been played. Uh, but that is something that got me fired up this weekend. It's got me in the mood to rant. And you might hear me rant a couple times throughout this podcast. I'm feeling a little spicy today, Joe. You might have to hold me back at times. I don't know. You might have to, uh, you know, you know how they do uh, when somebody really actually doesn't want to fight, they go to their ho- uh, their homies and they say, "Hold, they say, me, hold back. me back, hold me back." It's, it happens in the NBA all the time where it's like nobody here really wants to fight, but you wanted to mm. make it look like you want to fight. Mm. That's how I'm feeling today. Yeah, I'm not actually going to fight the Baltimore Ravens, but I'm, I'm, I want people to think that I want. But I think fight you should because yeah. that would give us a lot of good, I think, uh, publicity. Publicity. I should just go up and straight up. Sucker punch Justin Tucker. Oh dear. I'm serious. Tucker punch him. <laughs> I should just do it. Tucker punch that Tucker guy. Tucker punch Justin yeah. in the face. Uh, but why don't we jump into the actual games? I already said that we're going to jump into the game. But before we do that, I'm going to... One more rabbit trail. I know what you guys are thinking. Joe, Joe, you still have not paid off your locks. Oh my goodness. Still. Gracious. Insane. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Uh little bit of a surprise we're gonna pay them off live on the podcast today we're doing it live on the i did not tell my producer joe about this but it's gonna be live it's gonna be a secret punishment and it's gonna be two of them because i owe you guys two locks right now and i'm doing this mainly because my wife will not let me live it down that i have not paid off my locks yet. i would have because I, I would have totally forgotten yeah we could have just gone the rest of the season not even remembering <laughs> yes. but today and i am so not excited for what's going to happen at the end of this podcast. Uh, but yeah, that's a little teaser. Stick around for the end of the podcast. We're going to pay off my missed locks. And it's going to be an epic fashion. It's going to be an epic fashion. We're going to take a video and we're also going to do it live on the podcast. A little Good. treat to you guys who stuck around. So you'll be able to see it and hear it. Exactly right. 
But let's jump wow. into the first game, the Thanksgiving games, and it's the Texans at the Lions. Uh, the Texans win 41 to 25. Deshaun Watson did his thing again this week. Uh, he was 17 for 25, 318 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Will Fuller, holy smokes, Will Fuller, he was he had six receptions, 171 yards, two touchdowns. His best game of his career, and it's followed up by him being suspended for the rest of the season for PED violations. That's performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, this was a, yeah, also Bradley Roby of the Houston Who Texans. Who is this? This is Will Fuller. Will Fuller got Will caught Fuller. For, yeah. Wow. Yeah, performance. In, it, literally the best game of his career happened, and then less than a week later, he suspended for PED violations. Oh, goodness. So I'm not going to say there's a correlation. He did the old, uh, I had no idea I was taking a banned substance routine on Instagram. Uh, that's basically what everybody says when they take a banned substance. They're like, I didn't know. Uh, and maybe they're right. Maybe maybe Will Fuller is right. Uh, Bradley Roby of the Houston Texans also suspended for the rest of the season uh, due to PED violations. So a good win for the Texans, 41-26 to over the Lions uh, on Thanksgiving. But it's kind of marred by all this controversy around two players being suspended. Uh, and J.J. Watt uh, made the game-changing play in this game. It looked like it would maybe be a close game early on. Uh, but J.J. Watt had a huge pick six early on in this game. And it was basically all Texans from there. Deshaun Watson took over. He's been playing at an MVP caliber level uh, for a lot of you know weeks in a row. He's been playing really, really well. Uh, and after this game, a few days after this game, finally, mercifully, head coach Matt Patricia and GM Bob Quinn uh, were fired by the Detroit Lions on Saturday. Um, they they announced that they have decided to move on from uh, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, and hopefully, hopefully the Lions can find some way to find somebody to come in there and do something on a team that's been irrelevant for, for years and years and years. But overall, we want to talk about this game, uh, a good win for the Texans. But like I said, I don't know if we're going to see a whole lot of more wins from them. Just based on Will Fuller, their only seemingly competent wide receiver left uh, being suspended. And Bradley Roby, who's actually a pretty big part of that defense, uh, a defense that's not very good, uh, also being suspended. Then we move on to the final Thanksgiving game. Usually there's three games on Thanksgiving, but like we talked about, the Baltimore Ravens didn't feel like playing that day, so they moved that uh, to Lord knows when. It was the Washington football team playing against the Dallas Cowboys in a big NFC East matchup between two teams who are somehow, some way, still fighting for the NFC East crown. Washington trounced all over the Dallas Cowboys, 41 to 16. Uh, this was a game when, uh, you know, we we finally thought that Dallas was turning a corner. They had a big win against Minnesota. I thought they were turning a corner. I picked them in this game. I thought Andy Dalton was gonna, you know, be who we thought he could be uh, coming into this season. Uh, potentially, you know, if Dak Prescott went down, I honestly think that Andy Dalton is not that bad of a quarterback. And I thought that we were going to see that here in the second half. And he was going to lead this team potentially to an NFC East title and to a playoff berth. That did not happen in this game as, you know, it was a close game for a while, but Dallas completely, completely and utterly fell apart in this game. Uh, Mike McCarthy had egg on his face with a stupid uh, fake punt call that looked atrocious. 
Antonio Gibson played amazing in this game. He's the first rookie with three touchdowns on Thanksgiving since a little guy named Randy Moss did it in his rookie year. Uh, so a big game for Antonio Gibson, who's been who's who's been big this year. I mean, he's I picked him up on my fantasy team. I just traded him a few weeks ago, but I believed in him from the beginning. I want everybody to know that. And Antonio Gibson has been uh, tremendous. He was tw- he had 20 carries, 115 yards, three touchdowns, and had 21 yards through the air. Alex Smith uh, played pretty well. I mean, he was 19 for 26, 149 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Andy Dalton. Started off well, 25 for 35, 215 yards, touchdown and interception. Uh, but they could not get the job done as Ezekiel Elliott is just, he is bad right now. I mean, he is, he's one of the worst running backs in the league. He had another fumble, a back-breaking fumble in this game. He finished with 10 carries for 32 yards. And like I said, just when we thought the Dallas Cowboys were turning the corner, they do what they do and they poop the bed. Uh, but a big win for Washington as they stay very much alive in the worst division we've ever seen in NFL football. And then on to the next game, another divisional matchup. Uh, this is the first of the Sunday games. It was the Titans at the Colts. The Colts coming off a big win over the Titans on Thursday Night Football just a couple weeks ago. Uh, this one did not go that way for the Colts. as they were, Like we talked about, they were missing... Uh, they were missing DeForest Buckner and missing Danico Autry this week. And that really affected them as Derrick Henry completely embarrassed this defense early and often in this game. He finished 27 carries, 178 yards, three touchdowns, all three of those touchdowns in the first half of this game. Ryan Tannehill was fine. Uh, he did just enough to, to help Derrick Henry completely put this team on his back and win this game. This was a game that started off really competitive. Uh, Both teams traded touchdowns for the first four drives of this game, and you thought we might have a shootout on our hands. But then, like we talked about, Derrick Henry took over and and just never relented. And this is exactly what we've seen the last couple years with Derrick Henry. He just takes over at the end of the season. You know, he's been kind of quiet, still really good, but kind of quiet for most of the season. And now the Titans are like, okay, we're going to unleash... King Henry, we're going to unleash El Tractorcito or whatever his nickname is. We're going to unleash this guy and we're just going to let him carry us back to the AFC Championship game, kind of like he did last year. I mean, and when he is clicking on full on all cylinders, almost nobody can can stop this man. He is a brick house on his way to the end zone and he played phenomenal. A big time win for Tennessee. Joe, you look like you got something to say about also Derek a Henry. big time win for me in fantasy. Wow, due to Derrick Henry. Yes, Derrick Henry got me thirty-eight and a half points. You put one of the biggest beatings I've ever seen on the number one team in our fantasy league, and I am this week. Yeah, tell, tell them what the score is right now. <laughs> um, so none of us, neither of us, have people playing, but it's not going to be the winner mm. isn't decided till when. When now? Well, is it well, going to be after the Ravens Well, play? Wednesday now. Okay. So after, well, Thursday, I guess it would be. Okay. So you guys are both done. No, yeah, no players. Yeah. So, so this is this is the final final count. And oh my goodness. So we talk about our our buddy Joel. Our good spot. buddy Joel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's number one in our fantasy league right now. And I I beat him. One hundred and forty six point five eight points to seventy nine point one. I nearly doubled his points. Joel. I nearly doubled his points. Joel. Oh, oh my gosh. Joel. When Joe, guys, you guys don't know this about Joe. Uh, he's very competitive 
in this fan like not I'm not saying he's a competitive person, but his team is a very competitive team in our fantasy team. I put he's right points. in the thick of things. And when he beats somebody, he doesn't just beat them, he brings them to their knees. Yeah. And he makes them beg for mercy. Yes. It seems like every you know, you don't always win. You have I think the same record as I do now. Mm. But you don't always win, but when you do, it is a good shellacking. Yeah, I mean, you. Have, it's just week in and week out with you. Uh, either <laughs> I just I don't I don't remember you having a close win again. I guess you had that one close win against me. But other than that, you bring guys to your knees, uh, bring to their knees. You are a a a. I'm a winner. You're a winner. I am a winner. Absolutely. Also, yeah. Uh, and you also criticize me for for. Uh, picking up Pat Mahomes like in the second round, yeah, in the well, first round. Listen, and he has done nothing but wonders for me. Okay, well that's Pat fair. Mahomes got me thirty-one points. Derek Henry got me thirty-eight points. And who cares what the rest of your team did, <laughs> honestly? Except for you know, actually the the next the next highest amount of points is Cal is from Calvin Ridley, and okay. then it's from the Houston. Defense. Yeah, defense. It already started kind of, kind of suspect when on Thanksgiving you had 15 points from the Houston Texans defense. Yeah, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Yeah, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and they got you 15 points. But like I said, you know, Joel, our good buddy Joel, when it rains, it pours, and when you're playing Joe, you get poured on. You better believe it because he put a beating on them, just like Derrick Henry did to the Tennessee Titans this week. Congratulations to both Joe and the Tennessee Titans. And then on to the next game, uh, and it's the Browns facing off in Jacksonville against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Browns walk away with a narrow 27-25 to victory. And fun fact, this secures the Browns for the first time since 2007. 2007. 2007 this was before the economy crashed 2007 the cleveland browns will not have a losing record they're now eight and three on the season for the first time since 2007 we will not see the cleveland browns with a losing record baker mayfield played a solid game he's just been solid he hasn't been amazing he's been solid so far this season he's 19 for 29 258 yards, two touchdowns. The biggest story in this game to me is still Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who when they're clicking on all cylinders, it makes the Browns extremely hard to stop, especially in the fourth quarter when it's closing time. As Nick Chubb finished with 144 yards on 14 carries and a touchdown, Kareem Hunt chipped in 62 yards. And Jarvis Landry, the former Dolphin, now playing four the Cleveland Browns had eight receptions, 143 yards, and a touchdown. He can be a real difference maker uh, week in and week out. He's just a consistent player with consistent hands. And despite a valiant effort by the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mike Lennon finishing with 235 yards, two touchdowns, and James Robinson doing what James Robinson does, 128 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, the Cleveland Browns pull out a victory Another ugly win for the Cleveland Browns. This is what they do. They win ugly, uh, just like you know their colors, brown and orange. A lot of people would say that's ugly. I say it's beautiful, and it's also beautiful to get a win, and that's what the Cleveland Browns have been doing. It hasn't been pretty. Uh, a lot of the times it's been bad weather. This week finally was not. They're in the sunshine state, but they got the win. They improved to 8-3, and three, and they look very much like they're on the way to a playoff spot 
uh, which is crazy to think that in the year 2020, the Cleveland Browns are finally a playoff caliber team. Uh, and the Jags, one more thing before we move on to the next game, the Jags did fire Dave Caldwell, their general manager there in Jacksonville. It seems like Doug Marone is sticking around for another season if Shad Khan can be trusted at this point. But Dave Caldwell is going to be looking for a new job as he's been fired as a GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then speaking of big-time fantasy performances, Joe was talking about his Derrick Henry performance. Well, is that the other guy that had a huge performance was playing in this game, and that was Patrick Mahomes and another guy on that same team that won me my fantasy week because we know how much you guys care about our fantasy teams uh, on this podcast also played on the Kansas City Chiefs as the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27 to 24 Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill completely put a beating on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier early in this game Tyreek Hill in the first quarter of this game, and I'm not making this up, the first quarter of this game had 203 yards receiving and two touchdowns in one quarter. In one quarter. That is insanity. Tyreek Hill put a, put a shellacking on Carlton Davis, who had been playing fairly well up to this point. He was embarrassed. I felt bad for him. Uh, Tyreek Hill finished with 13 receptions, 269 yards, three touchdowns, and fun fact, the second most fantasy points in the history of the NFL. The second most fantasy points in the history of the NFL. He finished with 57.9 fantasy points. He's You have Tyreek Hill? I have Tyreek Hill on no my team. No flipping way. I was down by, I think, 10 uh, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a close finish in my fantasy matchup. And then I went to go pick up my wife uh, from uh, somewhere. And then I get back. This, this sounds suspicious. I was not picking her up from somewhere suspicious. Um, I get back, and I'm up by like by like 30 points. I'm like, what is happening? Tyreek Hill went nuts. The only person to ever score more fantasy points than him is, an, is a fellow Kansas City Chief. Jamal Charles. Yeah. Jamal Charles. Yes. Joe, you know Jamal Charles. Yes. Tell me all about Jamal yes. Charles. Jamal Charles, the man, the myth, the legend. Jamal mm. Charles. Exactly right. Speaking of Jamal Charles, he was not in this game, but the, but the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> got off to a torrid hot start uh, in this game. They had a 17 to nothing lead, and it looked like it was going to be a complete blowout from the beginning. The the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers could not get anything going in this game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes finished 37 for 49, 462 yards, three touchdowns, and it could have been a lot worse. I really thought that he had a chance to potentially beat, uh, you know, the 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 single-game passing record. He did not. Uh, but like I said, Tom Brady and the Patriots got off to a slow start. Uh, they ended up crawling their way back into this game, but constant mistakes. Just, just hindered them from from really coming in and winning this game. Uh, and Tony Romo did his absolute best in this game to pin this loss on anybody but Tom Brady. And listen, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, I, I I think Bruce Arians is a big problem on this team. The fact that he's just not willing to let Tom Brady run the offense that he's used to running. Uh, but Tony Romo could not 
say anything negative about Tom Brady in this game. It was everything that Tom Brady did was not his fault. Tom Brady literally threw an interception in this game that went off the helmet of another player. And Drew and Tony Romo rather found a way to somehow blame that on the receiver that was intended to catch the ball. Tony Romo, you need to relax, man, because Tom Brady did not play well early in this game. He had two killer interceptions, back-to-back drives that really put this game to bed. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were able to stay on the field there late in that game. Uh, you know, t- Patrick Mahomes just does special things. He did some, some special, special things late in that game uh, to ice the game for the Kansas City Chiefs. But a big win for Kansas City, who's now 10-1. and And they can't afford to lose any more games if they want to catch that number one seed Pittsburgh Steelers. And for the Buccaneers, uh, they're hot and cold every week. They were hot and cold in this game. Uh, but I think when they are hot, they're one of the better teams in the NFL. But when they're cold... Uh, they get 17 to nothing and 200 yards put on in the first quarter by Tyreek Hill cold. On to the next game, we had the Miami Dolphins playing the New York Jets. We're going to try to blaze through a couple games that maybe, you know, were not as entertaining. And this game was not very entertaining. As somebody who watched this entire game as a Dolphins fan, uh, the Dolphins walk away with a 20 to 3 victory over the New York Jets. The Dolphins have now allowed just three points in two games from the New York Jets. I think that's a record. Uh, uh, of a points allowed in two games to an NFL team. Ryan Fitzpatrick finished 24 for 39, 257 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Devontae Parker is one of the most valuable receivers uh, to any team because nobody on else on this Dolphins team can create separation. He had eight receptions, 119 yards. Uh, he was targeted constantly in this game because, like I said, the Dolphins don't have much else at the wide receiver position. Uh, but Ryan Fitzpatrick played fine in his in replacing Tua Tagovailoa, who was injured with a thumb injury uh, in this game. Sam Darnold, in his return to action, finished with 197 yards, no touchdowns, and two killer, ugly interceptions in this game. Um, one of those interceptions to Xavier Howard, who now has seven interceptions on the season, the most in the NFL. He is a potential all-pro this year. But this was... Uh, like I said, it was a uh, it was a fine game. Uh, a lot of people might say, "Oh wow, look, Dolphins, you should maybe uh, stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick." And I have to say, what I have to say to that is a I found a tweet from a guy that I follow. He's a Dolphins Twitter guy. His name is Josh Houts. Shout out to Josh Houts. He has his own podcast um, at Houts on Twitter. He tweeted. Fitz was handed the controller with the game on rookie difficulty against the worst team in football and still struggled to put the ball in the end zone. Mind you, this is a 17-year vet that helped create Gailey's offense using a chisel and stone. Sorry, folks, but this is Tua's team. And I cannot tell you how much I agree with that. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you can look at his numbers, and this is how it's been from the beginning of the season on. Uh, His numbers look fine. He has this thing where he comes out hot, comes out toward hot, puts up good numbers, and does jack all in the second half. And this game was very much the same. Ryan Fitzpatrick could not move the ball. And listen, he was hindered by two fumbles late uh, in that game by both of the Dolphins' running backs, uh, Patrick Laird and Matt Breida. Both had killer fumbles late in this game. But, But Ryan Fitzpatrick is not as special as people are hyping him up to be this season. He's fine. He does a good job. And uh, when he's not throwing killer interceptions, he he plays well enough to win against really bad teams like the like the Jacksonville Jaguars, like the New York Jets, teams like that. But to me, uh, you know, 
this is Tua's team still. When Tua is ready, and and Brian Flores said that, when Tua is ready to go, it's his team again. Uh, and, and I think we saw this week, Ryan Fitzpatrick played fine, but this offense is by no means special under him. And that's a big, big part of that is because of Chan Gailey, the offensive coordinator. Here's to hoping the next year this time, Chan Gailey is somewhere in a, in a Florida retirement home because that guy, he is a hindrance to this Miami Dolphins offense. He has not been an acqui- a good acquisition. I, I'm hoping he's gone after this year because the guy calls up plays that he Tua could never dream of having for Ryan Fitzpatrick. There was a point in this game where the Dolphins, I believe, ran uh, over 30 passing plays to just six run plays. And in my, you would never, ever see that if Tua was on the field. So, Chan Gailey, cheers to you. I hope you retire again after this season. And then the next game we had was the Raiders at the Falcons. So we're going to have to go through these games quick if we want to get this punishment done at the end of the se- at the end of the podcast. We're just going to put it off again for another week. Uh, wink, wink, if we don't uh, fit it into this one. But the Raiders coming off of a, a tough, close loss to the best team in football, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they got taken to the woodshed this week by the Atlanta Falcons. 43-6 victory for the Atlanta Falcons, who are playing well under interim head coach Raheem Morris. Matt Ryan played fine. He didn't have to do much as the Atlanta defense, which has improved uh, under Raheem Morris, had five turnovers, five sacks, one big pick six on a terrible Derek Carr throw. Derek Carr finished with 22 for 34, 215 yards, no touchdowns like we talked about, that horrible pick six, and he lost three fumbles in this game. This was a nightmare scenario for the Las Vegas Raiders coming off a competitive game and everybody singing their praises. This is very reminiscent uh, of the Dolphins losing to the Broncos last week where everybody was singing this team's praises and they come out and fall completely on their face. Uh, A good win for Atlanta, who's been a good team since the Raheem Morris took over, but a disappointing loss for the Las Vegas Raiders who are trying to be taken seriously. And you hope, you hope and pray they can bounce back against the New York Jets this upcoming week. Because if they don't, uh, it's going to be a tough end of the season for the Las Vegas Raiders. Then we had the Giants at the Bengals, uh, a pair of teams that uh, have really bad records. One team is not going to be in the playoffs, and one team has a very real chance to be in the playoffs. That's the team that has now won three straight games, the New York Giants. Daniel Jones finished 16 for 27, 213 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He was hurt in the third quarter of this game uh, with a hamstring injury. It doesn't look to be too terribly serious. Evan Ingram played really well in this game. Six receptions, 129 yards. Uh, Wayne Gallman also added 24 yards on the ground, or 94 yards, rather, on 24 carries and a touchdown. Brandon Allen, uh, he had a game-losing strip sack uh, on him. And like I talked about, the New York Giants, three wins in a row. They're now atop the NFC East and a real, real shot to host a playoff game this upcoming playoffs. Then on to the next game, and it's the Arizona Cardinals going into Foxborough and playing the New England Patriots. And when I was picking this game last week, I almost, almost wanted to pick the New England Patriots just because the game was in New England. And I should have done that because the New England Patriots walk away with a last second 20-17 to victory over the Arizona Cardinals. The Patriots improved to 5-6 and six and are still very much alive uh, in the AFC East. Well, okay, not very much. They're, they're alive. 
uh, and the Cardinals dropped to six and five. Cam Newton played awful in this game. I have about as bad as you can play uh, and somehow still get a win. He was nine for 18, 84 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, and only 46 yards on the ground. Uh, he was helped by a huge uh, unnecessary roughness penalty by Isaiah Simmons there at the end of the game that put them in position to hit a game-winning field goal. Nick Folk hit a 51-yard kick to, for the second time this season, give uh, the New England Patriots a win at the last second uh, on a long kick by Nick Folk. Kyler Murray, uh, he was slow in this game again. I don't know if he was still injured. They're saying that he's fine, but he he finished 23 for 43, 170 yards, no touchdowns, and one interceptions. Uh, he had 31 yards on the ground on five carries. Kenyon Drake played per- fairly well, 22 rushes for 78 yards uh, and two touchdowns, uh, but he was stopped at the goal line in a really key situation and it really came down to special teams and coaching in this game. And that is one area where New England strived. And that's a big reason why I thought that potentially they could win this game against a much more talented Arizona Cardinals team. If you're asking me which team is better talent-wise, there's no doubt in my mind Arizona is better. But New England showed uh, you can win games by coaching better. You can win games by playing special teams uh, better. And that's exactly what happened in this game. Uh, Bill Belichick got the best of uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who you know is still very much unproven, but a good win for uh, the New England Patriots. Like I said, as they're now still somewhat alive in the AFC playoff race. And then on to the next game, and it's the Los Angeles Chargers against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and this was a game where where Josh Allen couldn't really get things going early on in this game. Um, it, it was a slow start. He finished 18 for 24, 157 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, Cole Beasley actually had a passing touch on this game. He was one for one, 20 yards on a crazy trick play. Uh, Justin Herbert, a lot of people want to say that he struggled in this game. He still somehow had 316 yards on 52 pass attempts uh, for a touchdown and an interception. Austin Eckler in his first game back had a, nearly 130 total yards. He was a big factor in this game. And the Bills kind of looked like they were going to run away with this game early and then tried everything in their power to blow this game uh, like the Chargers usually do. They tried to blow it to the Chargers. They had three straight turnovers late uh, in this game to keep the Chargers in it, but they absolutely just could not do it. Anthony Lynn, uh, listen, he's a great guy. We saw him on Hard Knocks. He looks like a really, really, you know, stand-up guy. But my goodness, he cannot manage the clock. There is, I have an example here. So there was a minute left in this game. Uh, the the Los Angeles Chargers are trailing 17 to 27. So it's a two possession game. Uh, and what happens next will shock you, as clickbait titles on Facebook might say. Um, they completed a Hail Mary. Justin Herbert completes a Hail Mary that brings the, again, that's two weeks in a row the Buffalo Bills, or two games in a row rather, the Buffalo Bills have had a Hail Mary completed on them. Uh, it gets them to about the three-yard line, um, and instead of a spike to stop the clock with 45 seconds left, they run the ball, get stopped, they don't score, so the clock keeps going, and then they try to run the field goal unit on the field, but then they call them off the field. And then they pull Keenan Allen off the field, their best receiver. They try a QB sneak. Their whole offensive line is not aware that they're trying to do a QB sneak. So they're in pass protection. Justin Herbert 
doesn't get in the end zone, and that's how the game ends. Anthony, Anthony Lynn looked absolutely clueless when it came to clock management, and he's a guy who might be fired at the end of the season because there's been times where he's been utterly embarrassed in this game or in this season, and, and this was a very big example. What a disastrous ending uh, for a team that has multiple disastrous endings this season, but the Los Angeles Chargers were embarrassed late in this game. They had many, many opportunities but couldn't pull through as, a, as the Bills uh, come away with a 27-17 victory and improve, improve rather to 8-3 and three on the season uh, and still have that lead in the AFC East. The next game we have is the Panthers going into Minnesota and dropping a game to the Minnesota Vikings, 28-27. to This was a crazy game. Crazy game. Uh, this was two teams that are trying desperately to stay in the playoff race. Uh, the Carolina Panthers in a rebuilding year have been super fun at times this season. The Minnesota Vikings started off the season 0-5 and have now are now 5-6 after this win. So a big time turnaround for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and this was a game that was controlled early on uh, by the Carolina Panthers. Jeremy Chin, the rookie safety slash linebacker, who is a potential defensive player of the year can or de- defensive rookie of the year candidate, had back-to-back, I kid you not, back-to-back fumble recovery touchdowns in this game. That's not something you see ever, really. I think it's happened once before, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He had back-to-back fumble recovery touchdowns. And it looked like Carolina was going to lock this game up, uh, especially when you had Chad Beebe, a very small white boy named Chad Beebe, uh, winning, or sorry, not winning, potentially almost losing this game uh, with a muffed punt uh, that that turned into points for the Carolina Panthers. He ends up catching the game-winning uh, touchdown from Kirk Cousins, who finished three with 307 yards on three touchdowns. He's been playing really well lately, Kirk Cousins. Um, Justin Jefferson also had 70 yards and two touchdowns. He's becoming a legit number one receiver as Adam Thielen was out with COVID this week. Um, but this was a fun, fun finish. Uh, the Carolina Panthers had under a minute left, uh, down one point and nearly won this game. Uh, Joey Sly had a chance for a long 50s plus yard field goal to win the game. And he shanked it again. I think that guy's missed more game winning field goals than anybody in NFL history this season. Uh, but this was a fun game. Uh, I think if the, the Vikings lose this game, they were pretty well cooked uh, as far as a playoff spot this year. But they do pick up the win. And Carolina continues to be fun. Robbie Anderson had a big game. He had 94 yards. Teddy Bridgewater made some big-time throws. He did have some misses in this game. But that throw there to keep them in it uh, to Curtis Samuel at the end of that game, that was a big-time throw. He got hurt on that play. But uh, this Carolina Panthers team is going to be fun in the future. Uh, and there's a lot of really fun players on that team. And I, I like both these teams. This was a really, really good game to watch. If you haven't watched it, you should definitely check it out. Moving on to the next game, and it's the Saints at the Broncos. And this game made history because it was the first game, maybe ever, I don't know, I haven't done my research, but to not be played with a quarterback. That's right, the Denver Broncos, like we talked about earlier, did not have a quarterback going into this game because of COVID-19 protocols. So they call up a guy named, Joe, what's his name? Mitch Urbisky. Mitch Urbisky. Not quite. That would be illegal because he's on the Chicago Bears. You can't just take a player from a different team 
Especially after the trade deadline. Yeah, honestly, I, I wasn't listening, but uh, <laughs> repeat the question. I could probably get it right if the I was... The Denver Broncos? Peyton Manning. No. Okay. Kendall Hinton. Yes, my Kendall man. Hinton, a guy who had never played an NFL game before. And by the way, he was a receiver. He came in and was forced to play quarterback in this game. The hardest position in all of sports. Kendall Hinton, a guy who was a practice squad player for the Denver Broncos. Imagine that, Joe. I'm trying to think of a, a way that I could, you know, relate this to everyday life. But this guy, who had never played an NFL game, was was just pulled off. You know, he was probably not going to play in this game. And they're like, hey, you're going to play quarterback for us this week. And he's like, what? <laughs> they probably didn't even know this guy's name. There are many people in the Denver Broncos roster that didn't even know who Kendall Hinton was. Before this game. And now he's playing quarterback. Uh, that's crazy. Right? Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, and it was crazy. He completed just one pass in that game for, for 13 yards. He had two interceptions. Could have had four. Felt really bad for him. It seemed like it was potentially setting up to be a storybook movie type of game. Uh, it did not end that way. Kendall Hinton, you know, he was obviously, obviously way in over his head. I mean, he was... The Denver Broncos, before this game, were trying to see if they could get a assistant coach to play quarterback for them this week. That's how desperate they were. Uh, but Kendall Hinton, like I said, I felt bad for him. Uh, he was just... What a tough situation. And a ton of respect for the guy to go in and play quarterback despite never playing quarterback at the NFL level. He hadn't even played quarterback at the college level for two years already. So uh, Kendall Hinton finished one for nine, 13 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Taysom Hill... You wouldn't think that he played much quarterback either with the way that he played in this game. Uh, he went 9 for 16, 78 yards, no touchdowns, an interception. He did have 44 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. It seems sometimes like Sean Payton plays almost scared when Taysom Hill's in the game. I don't know what's up with that. I mean, just let the guy play, especially against a team that has literally no quarterback. Uh, but uh, also Latavius Murray, uh, Alvin Kamara, fantasy owner's worst nightmare had a big-time game, 19 rushes, 124 yards, broke off a few, a few, a few really big runs uh, for two touchdowns. Uh, and like we said in this game, there were 10 total completed passes in this game, which in 2020 NFL seems impossible. But that's legitimately what happened. Um, no storybook ending for Kendall Hinton uh, as they lose 31-3. to to the New Orleans Saints, who improved to 9-2 on the season. And the Denver Broncos fall to 4-7. Finally, the third last game. And I said finally, as if it was the last game, but not the last game, Joe. It was the 49ers at the Rams, a division matchup. 49ers who have been through hell and back this year as far as injuries go. They don't have their starting quarterback. They don't have their starting tight end. They don't have their most of their starting defensive line. Uh, they didn't have their starting running back until this week. Uh, they've been, like I said, they've been through the ringer this year. They somehow, some way, pull off a victory over a what seemed to be a surging Los Angeles Rams team. They win at the last second on a Robbie Gold field goal to win the game. As my computer keeps making noise, inappropriate, un unprofessional, and rude. Inappropriate, unprofessional, unprofessional, and rude. Frankly, rude. Unprepared. I'm sorry. Absolutely unprepared. I should have charged it before I came. I'm sorry. But you know what didn't need charging? 
Nick Mullins in this game. He finished Nicky Mullins. Nice dude. 24 for 35, 252 yards. He didn't have a touchdown, but he threw an interception. Uh, and Does then, that make him the average Joe of the week? It does now. I didn't even pick one for this week, but Nicky Mullins, you didn't do much, but you did enough. Congratulations to Nicky Mullins, our average Joe of the week. Give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Debo Samuel was far from average. He had 11 receptions, 133 yards. Jared Goff was a problem for the Rams in this game. Uh, He had a fumble loss, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Um, And San Francisco now sweeps the season series somehow against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Kyle Shanahan can really coach football, and that even includes a team that is completely destroyed by injuries. Moving on to the next game, the Chicago Bears against the Green Bay Packers. And against all odds, just when they were counting him out, our boy, Joe, tell him who our boy is. Our boy, Bisky. I was in. I was eating dinner with my wife at Legends. Tell him about it, Joe. Mm, and I saw it, and I saw it happen live. You saw it live. Yes. That boy, Bisky, mm. back in action. Nick Foles not doing the job. Bring in a little Bisky. He did not win this game. Oops. I I won't beat around the bush. He didn't win, but that's fine. I I respect our boy Bisky. For those of you that don't know, Mitch Trubisky, and make sure you say his name right. It's not Mitchell Trubisky. Who's that? Who's Mitchell Trubisky? Our boy Mitchell Bisky was back in this game. Did he play amazing? No, he didn't play amazing. He had two interceptions. He had three touchdowns, though. Three touchdowns. 242 yards. He came out firing. Guns a-blazing early in this game. Even if those were interceptions, he was throwing that ball deep. But uh, in the end, unfortunately, uh, it was too much uh, for our boy Mitch Trubisky. Was Aaron Rodgers, who had four touchdowns, 211 yards. Aaron Jones had 90 yards on the ground. Aaron Rodgers threw four touchdowns in this game, like we talked about each to a different receiver. And despite the the supernatural powers that Mitch Trubisky seems to have at times, uh, he could not do anything. Listen, you know, he's not going to be perfect every week. He needs help, guys. Um, he couldn't do it on his own this week as the Green Bay Packers pick up a much-needed win uh, against a very good defense and a fantastically handsome quarterback. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, is so nice to see you back in the lineup. Uh, but like we talked about, big win for the Packers. And, you know, Bisky, we'll get him next time. And then we have the final game of the week. Like we said, we're not going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers at the at the uh, Baltimore Ravens because who knows when the Ravens will be uh, ready to play football this week. But the Seahawks went into Philadelphia and took down the Eagles 23-17. to The game was not as close as that score indicates uh, as the Eagles had some weird fluky Hail Mary at the end of the game that somehow connected to Richard Rodgers, who's now caught two Hail Marys in his career. Russell Wilson, despite a slow start, finished 22 for 31, uh, 230 yards, a touchdown interception. DK Metcalf bullied a much smaller Darius Slay in this game, 10 receptions, 177 yards, and Carson Wentz continues to show us that he is 100% absolutely guaranteed broken. That guy cannot play. He can't play. Uh, I I text a lot with, especially during Eagles games, 
with my good buddy Joel, who we talked about earlier in this game, or in, the, in this podcast, rather, um, about Carson Wentz. And he, a lot of the things are NSFW that we say on there about Mitch Trubisky because he is... Not Mitch Trubisky, sorry. Whoa. Excuse me. I still have him on, on my mind. I'm sorry. You got Bisky on the brain. I got Bisky on the brain. Uh, no, Mitch Trubisky is perfect. Carson Wentz is far from, from it. Uh, the Eagles, with Carson Wentz, did not have a first down in this game until under five minutes left in the first half. Somehow, despite it seeming like Jalen Hurts was going to get more snaps this week, he didn't get more snaps. He had three snaps. One for one, uh, six yards did he have? Let me let me let me check my snatchy. Yeah, six yards passing. So Jalen Hurts got almost no play uh, in this game, despite Carson Wentz being completely inept once again. The guy cannot complete a football. I don't want to come in on this podcast every single week and talk crap about Carson Wentz because I'm sure I'm sure he's a good person. He seems like a good guy. He seems like somebody that I could get along with, but he needs to be held accountable. And this goes back to Doug Peterson, who refuses to hold his quarterback accountable. Carson Wentz cannot complete routine passes. For Right off the bat in this game, uh, there was a five-yard penalty on the Seahawks. It was first and five. The Seahawks, uh, the Eagles, rather, went three straight passes, two of them complete misses by Carson Wentz, and they went three and out. They continued to go three and out every single drive until... Five minutes left into the second half. This team is insane. They drive me bonkers. I've never been so mad at a team that I have no rooting interest in. The Philadelphia Eagles are the most infuriating. Doug Peterson, he might have to go after this season, honestly. He is a huge problem. I've seen reports out that he would maybe be okay with being fired. Which maybe, you know, when that comes out, fire him immediately. But he constantly spewing this nonsense about how Carson Wentz cannot be pulled, how it wasn't the right time to bring Jalen Hurts in because he wouldn't have fixed the offense. Well, you certainly can't make it worse because Carson Wentz is a disaster. They don't want to give Miles Sanders the ball. He had six carries in this game. Miles Sanders averages 5.7 yards per carry going into this game, and you refuse to give him the ball. For some godforsaken reason... You continue to let Carson Wentz throw the ball to... And, and I'm tired of hearing Carson Wentz doesn't have any talent around him. That is the most ridiculous argument I have heard over and over and over. And Lewis Riddick on the Monday Night Football uh, broadcast continued to bring it up. He said, oh, Carson Wentz, you know, he was constantly defending Carson Wentz, kind of like Tony Romo does with Tom Brady. Constantly defending him, constantly defending him. Uh, and saying, oh, but Carson Wentz doesn't have much around him. Give me a break. Give me a break. Let's look at a different team, for example. Let's look at the Miami Dolphins, a team that has, some would argue, less talent than the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's look position by position. Carson Wentz has a better offensive line than the Miami Dolphins. You could very much argue that Carson Wentz has a better receiving core than the Miami Dolphins. Carson Wentz, for sure, has a better running back core than the Miami Dolphins. You could even argue that the Philadelphia Eagles have a much better defense than the Miami Dolphins. And yet, the Miami Dolphins are 7 and 3 or 7 and 4 on the season, and yet the Philadelphia Eagles are 3-7 and 1. And it goes back to 
Carson Wentz, it goes back to Doug Peterson, it goes back to people not being held accountable for not doing their job correctly. Uh, and Carson Wentz has been a disaster this year. Uh, he needs to be held accountable. Jalen Hurts needs to play or something needs to happen. This Philadelphia Eagles team is an embarrassment uh, and they're so hard to watch. Uh, and congratulations to Seahawks on beating them because you know it's very hard to lose to this team that continues to beat themselves every single week. Real quick, before we get into the punishment payoff that we're going to do quickly at the end of this episode, let's go through the week 13 picks. That's right, week 13 this season. We have two teams on by coming this upcoming season. It's Carolina and Tampa Bay. Those are the final buys of the NFL season. No more bye weeks after that. Um, But first up, we have the Sunday games as there's no Thursday game because like we talked about, Baltimore is not sure when they want to play. So they kind of have to move the entire NFL schedule around that. But we have New Orleans at Atlanta. Give me New Orleans. I think they're just really rounding into shape right now. Uh, Despite Taysom Hill maybe not playing amazing. uh, They have a really good defense. Uh, Atlanta is playing well, but not good enough uh, to beat New Orleans. And then we have Detroit at Chicago. Um, Both these teams are really sad at times, but I'm going to give my boy Bisky. I'm going to pick him. I'm going to say he has a big week. That Chicago defense has a big week. And then we have Cincinnati at Miami. This was supposed to be Joe Burrow versus Tua Tagovailoa, And now there's a chance that neither of those quarterbacks play in this game. Uh, Obviously, Joe Burrow is done for the season. Super disappointing. Uh, And Tua has a thumb injury, so who knows if we'll see him in this game. Uh, But I'm going to pick Miami regardless. I think Cincinnati is just a bad team. Uh, And Miami, if if you want to make the playoffs, you've got to win this game. And then Indianapolis versus Houston. Uh, Now with Houston losing Will Fuller and Bradley Roby, I'm going to say they lose this game to Indianapolis. And then Las Vegas at New York. Uh, The Jets, who have still yet to win a game and are running out of opportunities to win a game. I'm going to say they still don't win a game, as you hope the Raiders can beat them this week. And then Cleveland at Tennessee. Cleveland like I talked about, has had some ugly, ugly wins. Uh, but I find it hard to believe that they're going to be able to contain Derrick Henry in this game. I'm going to pick Tennessee to win that game. And then Jacksonville at Minnesota. Jacksonville is bad. Minnesota is better. Minnesota picking them to win this game. And then Los Angeles Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to pick the Rams. But this is really a toss-up matchup uh, between these two teams. I think the Rams have a better overall uh, team talent-wise, uh, better coaching So I'm going to pick the Rams. And then New York Giants at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. And then Philadelphia at Green Bay. I hate the Eagles, so I'm going to pick uh, the Green Bay Packers. And then New England at the Los Angeles Chargers. I have a feeling New England's going to go on a winning streak here at the end and going to cause some really big problems uh, for potentially Buffalo and Miami uh, here within the last few weeks. I'm going to pick them to win uh, against the Los Angeles Chargers. And then on Sunday night, we have Denver versus Kansas City. Denver will hopefully have quarterbacks playing in this game, but Kansas City is still going to win. And then two Monday night games because of all the schedule rearrangements. Uh, Pittsburgh versus Washington in Pittsburgh. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh to win against the Washington football team. And then Buffalo at San Francisco. I'm going to pick Buffalo. I just I think they're hot right now. It's going to be tough to tough to beat them. Uh, Josh Allen could have a big bounce back game. And then Dallas at Baltimore. If Baltimore is in the mood to play, uh, they'll beat Dallas uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, and how did I do last week? I went 10 and 5. How am I doing on the season? 107 and 53. 
Not bad. Not bad. I hit my lock last week, so I don't have to have, add another punishment onto that. So that's good. Uh, but that wraps up all the football stuff in this podcast. And now we're going to get on to the part that you guys have been waiting for. We're going to pay off, pay off my punishments. I want to get it out of the way. Uh, and we're going to record this. I don't know how. I don't know if we're going to need help from somebody to come and record this. But Joe, I need you to slap me. I'm going to slap you? Yeah. I need you to slap me. I don't know if I can do that. Twice. I'm so, I'm, I'm Twice. A, I'm actually a pacifist. Really? Yes. You can pass a fist through my face, maybe. No, actually just a slap. Please don't punch me. <laughs> but Joe, I need you. Oh, dear. Are you, are you willing to do this? Yeah, but... Are we going to be friends after? Oh, yes. Yes. Like, how hard do you want me to slap you? Well, this is... I've thought about this. Hard... Not hard enough to break my jaw, but hard enough so that I feel it. Oh, you know? I got to do a little sissy slap. No, no, I no, I can't no. have any palm in there. Don't do a sissy slap. Make me feel it. I have to, you know... This has got to be a punishment. It's not, you know, a little thing. But, yeah, I, I need you to come over here and slap me in the face twice. Both sides of my face. Because I've, I've, I have two, I have two locks that I have to pay off. Oh no! We're gonna record this. This is live on the podcast. You're gonna slap me in the face, Joe. Unless you really don't want to do it. No, I want to. Okay, now I'm scared. I have like this, this like built up anger towards okay. you. Okay, well actually, actually maybe you should. Yeah, of. maybe you shouldn't do it. And uh, so actually, be kind of nice. Okay, to, well, uh, um, I don't know how express myself and my anger. So. I don't know how we're gonna go about this as far as audio goes um and, and and video because i want to record it and put it on our instagram as well so people actually it's not just me going slapping my hand you're going ow Owie. you slap me i i want proof that i'm getting slapped we'll so, make it work okay I'll, I'll figure it out okay we'll be back in and with just a brief intermission we're going to get set up for the slapping all right um here we are live on the, we're, all, we're recording right joe we're yeah. recording on the podcast all right uh we're live doing this thing we're finally paying off my punishments uh and and the way we're gonna do it is i'm gonna be punched not punched <laughs> holy smokes not punched no i'm gonna be slapped twice because i have two locks that i have to pay off by my good friend the illustrious producer uh joe teeson he's gonna slap me uh and i don't think i've ever been slapped since Maybe seventh grade, I think I was slapped once by a girl, uh, and it was for no good reason. So I'm still salty about that. But uh, here we go. I'm going to get slapped. Uh, and this I don't even remember what teams I picked against because it happened so long ago. But Joe's going to set up two mics here so we can really hear. Just so I can kind of get a good uh... the slapping. Make sure that you listen to the Average Joe Football Show every, every week for new episodes uh, because we do stupid stuff like this. Uh, but Joe, yeah, whenever you're ready... <laughs> So two is it gonna be is it gonna be uh, uh, one one well, let's let's do, do one, one and then take a little you know breather, breather and breather. then and then do two. Oh, this is so stupid. Okay, you ready? I don't even. How do I get ready for this? You don't. Okay. Do you want to close your eyes or no? No, I'm just gonna. I want you to look me in the eyes when you slap me. I oh. seriously don't know. I don't know what to expect because I don't know how hard you're gonna hit me. I won't hit you hard. I'm gonna hit him really hard. Oh gosh. Which side are you going first? Here. Okay. Are you ready for this, Joe? I guess so. I'm going to go try to go loose so you don't break my jaw. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Ah! Okay. You can go harder. That was not fun. 
Here we go. Get, give me a good slap. Here, Joe. Here we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's like almost makes you mad, even though you know that the person is not mad at you. But yeah, uh, that was two slaps. I finally paid off my slaps. Um, if you want to slap me live on the podcast, <laughs> make sure you subscribe. Uh, catch you later. There you have it. I just got slapped twice on camera. Uh, and I finally got my stinking locks paid off. <laughs> but if you guys enjoyed this show, because Lord knows I did. It was, a, it was a fun show despite the slappings. Make sure you tune in every single week for new episodes of the podcast. We really, really appreciate your guys' support. You guys have no idea how much it means uh, to us when you share the podcast with a friend, share it on social media, anything like that. One share goes a long way. So if you guys have time, spare time, would really appreciate a share. If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, we still have a thing going where if you go to Apple Podcasts, you rate us five stars, you give us a five-star review, we will say whatever you want on the podcast. Whatever you want, as long as it's not offensive or bullying, we will say whatever uh, you want on the podcast. So make sure you give us a five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore average Joe show. And actually, uh, uh, oh, Patrick Mahomes himself actually gave us a good review. Excuse me. Uh, the other day on our podcast. Yeah, he did. Uh, he actually said, uh, this one time I was listening to the average Joe football show and I was granted magical powers that increased my knowledge of football so immensely that I was instantly better at the quarterback position than Pey- Peyton Manning himself. Peyton Manning himself. Definitely a must listen. So that actually comes right from the, the man himself, this Pat Mahomes. Guys, we're not so, making this up. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Go over to the Average Joe Football Show. I promise you, Patrick, the real guy, Mahomes, really, his, his username, Patrick Mahomes, 122445. You can't make that up. You can't do a fake name. Patrick Mahomes no, you can't. gave us a five-star rating. And if Patrick freaking Mahomes... Is giving us a five star rating. Why wouldn't you give us a five star rating? That's right. You know, it's about time you go over and give us a five star rating, give us a share. Uh, but once again, thank you guys for another great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. Stay safe. Uh, don't know why I'm ending the show like this, <laughs> but stay safe and stay cool, baby. Uh, and we will catch you guys on the next one.